0: From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? we <laughs> Where? and Where? and
1: Anyway, um, the next, the next two episodes, Shout, part one and part two, um, those are ones that I think, like, are difficult, maybe difficult to, like, you know, with the first two episodes of the season, uh, so I just, before I forget again, I wanted to make sure that y'all knew that that is, that is coming, there's some rough stuff in the next batch of episodes.
2: I forget what's happening. I think I have an idea of what's happening. Yeah, this season,
1: I was thinking about the episode. There's a lot of things in this season. Uh, Yeah. Yep.
3: Okay. So... Hi, y'all. Welcome to That Bleeping Podcast, a podcast where in four academicals love and hate on all things popular culture. Uh, We are working our way through Degrassi, the next generation. And today we are talking about um, episodes five and six, weird science and drive. Spoiler alert, we're going to do a full recap and sailor alert, we're probably going to say bad words. So do what you have to do with that information. I'm Tiffany Salter. I am a professor of Asian American and Pacific Islander Lit, and sometimes I also get to teach other classes about nerdy things, such as comedy, stand-up comedy, and uh, animated cartoons.
2: I'm Sonic Gabbard. I am a professor in women's studies uh, at Ohio State. I also do lots of other things outside of the academy. I am a political scientist, so I'm not really... uh, that burst in the academical uh, side of pop culture, but I love Degrassi and I love pop culture. So I am the lay person. Uh,
1: I'm Jacinta. I'm a PhD candidate in English, uh, but I primarily study, primarily study um, television, film and pop culture. Um, long time Degrassi fan as well. Yeah, I, I, I teach and write about all things
0: um, pop and I'm Brendan. I'm a professor of African-American literature and popular culture, and I also do women's studies and queer stuff, and teach a lot of first-year writing and composition as well. And I'm watching Degrassi for the first time on this podcast. So we talked, this week we watched Episodes 5 and 6, and I'm going to recap quickly Episode 5, Weird Science. Um, so the A-plot, and I think it's Definitely an A-plot, I would say, in this episode. Um, Sort of centers on Emma coming to terms with what it means to have her teacher dating her mom. Uh, We can talk about how we feel about some of the ethical implications here. But basically, there's a science fair at school. Emma is working really hard because she's Emma and she has a cause uh, to try and beat liberty in this science fair. And her project is on whether or not eating well Uh, means you're better able to do jumping jacks question mark that seems to be what it is basically Uh, i mean it's i mean i remember science projects in elementary school middle school so this seems about on on par but she's at the same time mr simpson wants her to start calling him archie when they're not at school and that kind of makes her feel uncomfortable i hear you emma so anyways The lead up to this is that her science project isn't going as she thinks, and at the last minute she has an inspiration to present a more complicated science project. Um, And she ends up beating Liberty, who's been doing a science project about keeping uh, plants away from light. Um, And so she wins, but then there's sort of, basically Liberty calls into question whether or not she won because her mom is dating Mr. Simpson. And Emma discovers that that's not the case. The other judges liked her, too. Um, and I, th- I would say her and Mr. Simpson sort of reach a, reach a level of understanding by the end of the episode. And she kind of comes around a little bit on it. The B-plot is about the fact that Spinner is becoming a man and he has started having erections, and he has a very simplistic understanding of how his body works, and he thinks it's because he's been not eating junk food for Emma's science project, and Jimmy, who's why is beyond his years sometimes, keeps trying to explain to him those hormones, and that's kind of what happens with Jimmy. Uh, I mean, it basically... At the same time, I guess he's throwing off pheromones because the girls all notice him suddenly. Uh, He also has a new haircut, so maybe that's it too. Uh, But he ends up getting Ellie's phone number, which is someone that Jimmy wanted Ellie's phone number. And so this inspires Jimmy to set up a scenario in which Spinner ends up getting an erection in front of the whole class uh, in a... Improv scene that Miss Kwan really should not have let happen, but she does, anyways. And that's kind of how that ends up. Basically, that plot line is kind of just about like puberty and how it is troublesome sometimes because apparently these boys have no one who ever taught them how to deal with erections.
2: Yeah. Oh, and also uh, Drake's hella in his feelings about Ellie. I just want to say in my feelings. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> timely, topical. <laughs>
3: <laughs> thing science fairs i only ever did one science fair my project was on toothpaste it was not interesting at all the end
1: <laughs> i was gonna say i don't think we ever did like a fair i did like i remember doing a project in like eighth grade but i think it was just in class mm-hmm.
0: same
2: before i was told i was bad at science which definitely did happen in rural indiana shout out clinton county Um, In sixth grade, I won the whole school science fair with my uh, project on plants. And my my hypothesis was if you talk to plants, they will grow faster um, because of the carbon monoxide coming out of your mouth. So, of course, I sat and talked to plants for 30 minutes every day for like a month, um, which my parents were like, thank God she has someone to talk to so that she's not talking to us.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That tracks with the sonnet that I know.
2: On brand. So but then but then I was told in seventh grade I was bad at science and I just quit doing science. So yay. Gross. Yeah, right? So I was like liberty sort of.
0: Uh, yeah, we never did a science fair, but I distinctly remember in middle school seeing if wheat bread or white bread would mold faster.
2: Oh, that's a classic.
0: Obviously wheat bread molds faster if it doesn't have preservatives in it. Surprise. <laughs> Also, you made mold. Good job. Um, <laughs> now you have wow. penicillin. Rub it on yourself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't think that that's how that works. I might be wrong, though. I'm not a scientist.
1: I took a food science class in undergrad, and we did the fry experiment from Super Size Me. And so oh, she, she had us get fries from, like, all these different fast food restaurants in town, and we put them in these glass, like, yards on the side of our classroom and just left them there and like, by the end of the semester, the McDonald's fries had barely changed at all.
3: Ooh! What? Gross. <laughs> gross, gross, gross.
2: Eliza Schles- Schlesinger? Schlesinger? Has a new... That's not it. It's not Schlesinger. Anyway, she Schlesinger. has a whole bit about a french fry in the middle of her console of her car and her latest stand-up, which is delightful.
0: Uh, so in this episode, speaking of the science fair... I don't. Liberty was kind of mean. She was a little different than usual. I felt like she was more than just single. Like, Liberty's always a one-track mind, and I appreciate that. But she was kind of mean.
3: It was. It was very. Com- she was very competitive, and so I, I. I don't disagree with you, but like, it didn't seem so completely out of character because it was couched in like competition in an academic thing. Um, I think that her lashing out about whether the win for Emma was legitimate probably came from hurt feelings, but it was a much sort of meaner <laughs> liberty than we've ever seen before. But yeah, I, underst- I understood where she was coming from. There, were, there have been other things that other characters have done that seem so very out of character. And this one, I don't know, it was a little bit out of character, but it was not such a swing that I couldn't understand where she was coming from.
0: It helped that she was flossing. <laughs> that felt very on-brand, that she flossed during the whole thing, but the weirdest kind of flossing? Like, why do you have to just floss two teeth at the same time? What is this?
1: I mean, she also brought up that she was the victim of gossip last year. which (laughs) which i felt like was very
2: on the nose (laughs) yes oh my god
3: like i can see all parties being really uncomfortable with the fact that that emma's mom is dating archie the the first name thing as you said was very strange and i don't i don't know that like I would ask an eighth grader yeah. to to <laughs> sort of to do that sort of emotional labor of like separating, you know, what they call me inside and outside of class. Cause that's I don't I don't know. That just seemed like a whole lot. Like maybe if they got married, that would be different. But also I don't know.
0: Well, I agree, and I agree. thought Emma was being—I mean, sometimes she's been bratty about it, but also I'm like, she kind of has a right to be bratty. This is real weird. I mean,
1: it, it, it's so many things. Like, it's because yes, it is weird, but also Emma is so extra all the time that it's yep. like, tiresome. Yeah. Like if you would just take it down like three notches, yep. I could maybe, maybe ride with you. But she is like zero to a hundred on everything and so it's it's difficult like I don't think I personally didn't think it was that weird for him to ask that she him Archie outside of school because they have been dating for I a long either. time and it's a little bit weird to keep calling somebody Mr. Simpson that your mom has been dating for like six months or however long it's been but well uh,
3: but they didn't she didn't necessarily know that they were dating that whole time I know but um, he's
1: also there all the time <laughs>
2: Yeah, but also here's the thing, like Emma, pre-Spike and Snake getting together, Emma would have totally loved to call him Archie. Like, she's a very precocious child, so like, for her, like, it's a power trip for her to call him, and they play it off very, like, it's very obvious that it's a power trip for her to not call him by his name, but he's, I mean, it's uncomfortable because he's a grown-ass man, and he should just be okay with her calling him Mr., whatever his name is, Mr. Snake. (laughs) But it's because, like, if she and Manny, like, I could totally see she and Manny prior to him checking up with her mom being like, well, Archie, you know, making like doing a tongue in cheek thing all the time. I don't know. I think I think it's I think it's silly that he makes a big deal out of it. But I also think that Emma's being a like, like Jacinta said, she's being extra and a serious pain in the ass because she also is, she is happy for her mom, too. And like. I mean, I'm glad that they forced her to say that. She's just being a brat. Like, she's being a brat, and yes, she's allowed to be a brat, but also, like, he's not going away, Emma. He's not going away.
1: You have media immersion for 20 years.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the show does do the annoying thing that television does, where he has to also judge her. That is where mm-hmm. I think she's fine being upset because it does, like, she, the fact that he doesn't tell her he's judging her until he shows up.
2: Yeah, that's a lot
0: that's a thing that an adult could do because he literally talked to her about the science project the night before unless and that's the point at which unless he was called in okay but come on she's an eighth grader He, he seems a little, he seems a little obtuse about why she's upset sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And as a teacher, especially a male teacher who's dealing with, yeah, with teenage girls, like it just seems like he could be a little more, I don't know. She's a brat. He also just is so gee whiz all the time. Like, I don't understand why she won't get over this thing. And I'm like, dude.
2: I feel, I feel like we know grown-ass professor men that do that shit, though. They're like, why was she upset? Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> I can think of five off the top of my head.
0: <laughs> I just mean that thinking about in terms of brattiness, he's kind of bratty, too. He's like, why won't you just get over it? I don't know. If I won that science project, I would also not believe I won it on my own merit.
2: See, I don't, my mom was a teacher at my school and we had these conversations where she would be like, you were the best at this thing, but, you know, it looks bad if I make you first first chair or something like that. Exactly. But there was also other times where she's like, you're the best for the job and they can suck it up because you, were, you did an excellent audition. It was more the latter conversation than the former. So I see when Snake was like, no, you had the best project. Like I believed him. Yeah.
1: I also wonder like when and when don't we care about that because like in sports there are plenty of coaches that are people's dads or uncles mm-hmm. or brothers yeah. or whoever of people
0: that are on the team.
3: That's true. I think that you can show favoritism in a lot of different ways, but I think that, like, a lot of people look at that and they're like, yeah, but, you know, he's the best runner or (laughs) catcher or kicker or I know sports, so I'm saying real things. (laughs) Sure, (laughs) sure. (laughs) <laughs> you know face ball like you know face ball where the ball hits your face
2: that's the other on the other side of it is being the kid of of the teacher or of the instructor or director or coach means you have to be the you have to be the best right like it produces little type a bots that's
1: in the theme song be
3: the best exactly the best
2: that i can be
0: <laughs> yeah also we only see three science projects like mandy doesn't have one it's just liberty. The disgusting thing that JT did and Emma. Liberty. There's no
2: Toby's robot head.
3: Right.
0: Right. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Is that a science project or an art project? Because it looked like it. It looked like an art project to me, and not because the science project version of that would be I built a robot. Not I made a robot. But didn't he <laughs> like... make?
0: Oh wait. He made a. Didn't he make a something to do with surveillance?
3: Oh yeah.
2: Of course he did.
0: So then their robot project has nothing to do with it.
1: I wrote that down because he said surveillance, friend or foe. And I was like, Toby is ahead of the curve. If only Toby knew what was to come with everything. Toby
0: is always ahead of the curve.
2: Well, I mean, that's what his dating app, the Isaac system, is going to turn into
3: yeah holy shit toby is like a fucking prophet a technology, <laughs> oracle. <laughs> he <is> a technology <laughs> oracle but not oracle like as in the huge software company Yes, <laughs> maybe he is i maybe thought that was him. emerson uh, what's that guy's name something ellison
0: ralph <laughs> waldo well, emerson ellison uh so boners
3: Hold on, before before we pivot to boners, is that? I think that that's our our <laughs> title name. Before we pivot to boners,
2: yes, obviously. Colin Elliot
3: No, no, I will not do that.
1: <laughs> I wanna I wanna note a couple things here. Nadia, who wins some award before Emma? Uh, the wolves. <laughs> the wolves. There's no introduction, but. But Nadia is one of the reoccurring characters. She's not like a entire one-off. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Um, so that's, I just wanted to mention that, because she just died.
0: Okay, but can we talk about how she also, there's no introduction to even that
1: scene. Right. <laughs> we
0: just cut into the middle of her saying, maybe people finally learn the wolf is our friend. And I was like, bitch, what are you talking about? Right, right. <laughs>
3: well and also like what kind of science experiment could she do that is like hands-on that deals with how awesome the wolf is
0: yes
2: (laughs) she actually went on to make that uh documentary where that guy goes and lives with the wolves like that's her
0: spoiler alert they weren't his friend
1: no i also really liked um liberty's line when she said my project is so detailed so thorough it impresses even me Yes, Liberty, I'm here for this confidence.
0: <laughs> All of her pictures, day by day. I still have 37 right.
1: more. And and Snake is like, I'm sure you do.
2: <laughs> Liberty is such a Capricorn, it makes me love her so hard. Like, I just get, like, the biggest swelling heart when I see her. Yes, you're so boring. I also whatever. thought
1: it was interesting that, that Snake suggested maybe... They should transfer Emma out of his class because I was like, to what? To what other class? What other subjects are? Is she going to transfer into besides media <laughs> version, which he is taking for her entire life?
2: Sculpture.
1: I don't. think
0: <laughs> There's a whole other set of teachers. I don't,
1: I don't think so, Tim. <laughs>
3: Can we also talk about like the measure that she's using for her science, or Emma is using for her science project, which is the number of jumping jacks that someone can do, which if you have someone do jumping jacks every day, every day, then Whether you change your diet or not, they're gonna get better at them and be able to do more
2: muscles. They were
3: in a week and a half. But also
1: is breakfast supposed to be like stimulating your mind or your ability to do Well
2: and also like lung capacity.
3: (laughs)
1: There's a little bit of a disconnect here.
2: (laughs) Just Sinta. It's supposed to be stimulating your dick next.
1: Well, okay. I guess we can pivot now.
3: flawless (laughs) flawless segue segue <laughs> award goes Before to sonic actually
1: like delve into that though can we
3: talk God about damn it.
1: no 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 <laughs> it's 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 in relation but like why why was jimmy's like jimmy's all like feeling some type of way about spinners getting attention but like why was jimmy proposing to ask ellie out like what 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 kind of date scenario are you trying to have where well, you are down on right asking girl for her phone number
3: or whatever? Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I, that was <laughs> also confusing to me.
2: Jimmy is the definition of extra when it comes to dating. No. Like he is proto proto Drake. That's true.
1: He That's is. That's true.
2: He's so. This is why I want the theme song for this episode to be in my feelings because he's like so ridiculous, over the top. Like stop. Maybe he thinks because like, Ellie is quote unquote goth that like she would love that grand romantic gesture, but I bet he would do that for anybody.
1: He would, he would.
0: The thing with Ellie in both of these episodes is, I know you guys really like her, but she doesn't actually have any backstory yet. Like it's the Degrassi thing where she just is like there and suddenly in the next episode, she's best friends with Ashley. And in this episode, everybody wants her. And I was like, but I need more. I don't know who you are.
1: Yeah, Ellie, I mean, to be fair, Ashley has limited options for friends, so.
2: Also, that's how they played Terry, too, in the beginning, right? Terry was Ashley.
0: No, for sure. But I still want to know where she, I want to know more. I was very confused. You're
2: going to get some good Ellie. Ellie, love her. I just have
1: questions about like Jimmy's thought processes, but that's fine.
2: Okay,
3: boners. I don't.
2: <laughs> I've I never believe they showed I the sweatpants, like the boner in the sweatpants. I was like, oh, I forgot about that. Why? Do they do that in TV, teen TV? Yeah, no, no,
1: no, no. But I, th- because I think that that might have been one of the things that they didn't show. Okay,
2: on the- okay, because that's what I was like, holy shit.
1: I have to. Well, I have this article. I'll see if I can find it. Um, but there were so there were like different things that they like didn't show in particular episodes, and then there's like a specific episode that they didn't show, and then later on they did show them, but like they didn't show them when they happened. Obviously, they would have showed it in Canada, but
2: yeah. Okay, because I was I. That's the thing. I was like, I didn't think that Team TV that was okay
1: to show no they don't like the FCC would- they
0: don't they don't usually do that well at least not then okay yeah boners yeah I wasn't really sure what the point was ultimately here because <laughs> when when Spinner first tells Jimmy about the fact that he always has these boners there's like sad music playing and I was very confused about what partially because Spinner this is like an episode where I think Spinner is supposed to have some depth and I don't think they always do a good job he's not very good at articulating his feelings. (laughs) And so I was like, I don't understand. And also, dude, you just do what Jimmy told you. You carry a backpack in front of yourself. You you, you deal.
3: Well, I mean, I think that it is interesting that for a character who seems to go through life without any real concern for others or... That's not the right way to put it, but, um, I mean, he, he bullies some people and for others, like he has fairly shallow seeming, um, sort of interactions with the exception of with jimmy and to put someone like that in a position where like suddenly they're Mm -hmm. very concerned and aware of what everyone thinks of them i think is part of what this is actually trying to do i mean like yeah puberty and and boners and and really inconvenient timing and all of that is definitely sort of uh you know showing part of the mortification of junior high but also i think that like for me, it was interesting to sort of see Spinner be so hyper aware that mm-hmm. he is visible, that people or or to feel so visible and naked and open to the judgment of others, which is something that we haven't really seen from him before. Like, I think that before now, the only person that we have seen him care about in any real way is Jimmy.
1: I just um and uh, looked it up. and yeah, Spinner's erection was one of the things that was edited out in the in and then was added back for the later director's cut. Director's cut. Yeah, there was a what? director's cut where they basically showed a bunch of stuff that had been edited out previously, like Spinner's erection and stuff like that. So
0: No, I think you're right, though, Tiffany. I mean, I get that. I guess I just... There's like a sadness about it. I guess I was having trouble for the first half figuring out the tone of what the concern was. I do think it is interesting to have the character who maybe lacks the most emotional intelligence sometimes or is maybe the most carefree, is the best way to put it. Yeah. Having having the most visible sign of feelings and also maybe feelings he doesn't want to have. I mean, because that is the thing, like that is the puberty with penises thing right is this idea that you have a visible sign of feelings you may not even want to have it's not as big a visible deal as he makes it i don't know i do love i was just gonna say i mean we do get in that scene we do get Paige's amazing line this is why no one should ever wear track pants
3: so
1: good but also can we talk about this porn scenario jimmy i know
0: Oh my! God. Uh, the fact that miss kwan is like yeah go for it and then she's like turn around so we can see your face no god
3: well to the point about the sad the sad music i think that um there is like for me there is this sort of way in which like because he doesn't have this sort of emotional depth that other people have then or at least not to this point the sadness seems to be like the only way that he can kind of process it rather than embarrassment, which he might not have really felt before or something else. It's, it's a sort of like very uncomplicated emotional response that might not necessarily be appropriate. And maybe he'll figure it out a little bit more clearly later. Yeah. That
0: I thought was interesting. The idea that this is connected to like his glow up or like he suddenly has pheromones and all the women notice him and the girls. That was weird. Yeah. That, that is, that did not, because let me tell you at the point in my life when this happened to me that was not my experience that did not correlate with having erections that <laughs> suddenly lunch ladies were flirting with me that was not my experience
2: okay but that lunch lady has flirted with him the whole fucking show just in a different
0: way yeah but the, that scene when she thinks it's Jimmy was kind of amazing but also I was like what is happening
1: it's like It's like that scene, Spinner has weird interactions with adults. It's like the one where
0: he goes to the nurse
1: or whatever, remember? Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. God. Yeah, I mean, the, the erection thing, yeah. It's very strange. Also, it wasn't until the next episode that I realized that I had seen Ashley in this episode. She just has this weird new haircut. I was like, "Where is?" Oh my god! Like,
2: could you possibly get more of a mom hair? <laughs> like, fuck? Oh, oh, and those chokers. Oh.
3: But as we discussed, it was not at the time mom hair. It is what has become. I know. Mom hair. I had
2: I had a very similar haircut. I the Meg Ryan, like I remember it when she cut all of it off. This
1: is outcast, Ashley. Okay, you have to let her live.
0: I mean, I think we probably should pivot to the other episode, but the other, the last thing I would say about the Spinner thing is it's interesting that it's contrasted with JT just being gross. So, like, Spinner's puberty is, like, about his body changing. And there's sort of, like, a girl's I'm a babe, I'm a chick magnet. But meanwhile, JT is, like stuck in like a jet apatow film where he's like oh breath
2: oh i hate jt sometimes sometimes like right now
3: well um i know that you have to leave scenes on it do we want to touch on the other episode real quick
2: yeah before before we do the recap can i i'm just gonna say my one takeaway from the next episode because i'm gonna have to hop off but uh My favorite thing was, again, the sitar music when Uh, Ashley's at the tattoo piercing place. Like, what the... Because that's what I think of when I think of tattoos and piercings, is sitar music. In
1: episode uh, 206, Drive, um, basically there's sort of two friendship plots going on. Um, There's one with Craig, um, and he, him and Jimmy have been getting... Not Jimmy, Joey have been getting along well and Craig's been helping out at the car a lot and Joey's given him some responsibility and let him drive a car on the lot and things like that. And so Joey trusts Craig and he's going out of town for the weekend and he's staying with um, Joey's mother. So Craig gets to stay home alone and Joey says he can have a few friends over, just no parties or girls or alcohol, which is cool. Um, Craig lets so Craig has um, Sean, Marco, who's back from our dance competition episode, of course, um, and um, uh, Spinner come over. Um, he invites Jimmy, but when Jimmy finds out Sean is going to be there, he gets in his feelings and says and so um, And so the boys hang out, and unfortunately, they find that they're very bored hanging out because, I don't know, they are... Have no imagination or video games. I don't.
2: Do they not? I, I, have video I don't games? know. I, I, like I thought that's what I mean do. that's
1: what I would do, but that's neither here nor there. Um. So they also
0: movies. Movies are a thing. That's,
1: you know games. I don't know, but anyway, they have a hard time because they were expecting <laughs> awesome things and nothing awesome is happening. So. It ends up being, though, that they find out that Joey's let Craig drive up a lot. So they're like, oh, we should go take a car around the block. And Craig being Craig uh, ultimately complies with this. So they go get a car. Um, initially are just going to drive around the block. But while they're driving, they there's this concert that they've been wanting to go to that's been sold out. And they find out there's a competition to get tickets down in a park. So they go, of course, of course they go. They go to the park, and they do win the tickets uh, because Craig knows himself some trivia. Um, But when they get back to the car lot, Joey's there because, oh yeah, there's a silent alarm at the car lot. And, you know, not great. Joey's very mad, very, very mad uh, because he had trusted Craig, and Craig violated that trust. Craig ends up grounded for three weeks. Joey tears up the tickets to the concert. It's a whole thing. So that's that, basically. The other plot is Ashley and Ellie who are becoming uh, BFFs. Um, We see in the previous episode when Ellie turns down Jimmy, she says, you know, your ex is my new best friend. Um, And so we see sort of more of that building on that friendship in this episode. Ash um, is feeling not because of anything that Ellie's done, but she just feels compelled to try to fit in with Ellie. So, when she knows that Ellie's getting another piercing, because Ellie has a few already, Ash is like, okay, I want to go down and maybe think about getting a piercing too. So she goes, and she learns about piercings, and this whole time, Ash is like, nervous. And you can tell, but she is pushing her way through it. She wants to she says she wants to get her belly button pierced. Um, and the, the piercing guy is like, okay, have your mom sign this form. Ash does, says she doesn't think her mom will do it, but surprise, her mom does do it. She signs the form as long as Ashley um, agrees to like keep the piercing clean. Um, so Ash and Ellie go to get Ash's belly button pierced and Ash is laying there on the chair, table, whatever. And um, comes very very close to getting her belly button pierced and uh before she freaks out and says nope can't do it and basically uh runs away from that and then her and Ellie have a conversation where Ashley admits that she was only doing it to try and win points with Ellie and Ellie's like I
3: this is unnecessary with friends
1: (laughs) and that's about the gist
3: of that because Ellie is a decent human being and doesn't need her friends to do dumb shit for her
2: Correct. Because Ellie, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean Ellie's the most level-headed middle schooler maybe ever so far in this show. She's like, well, okay, that's I don't care. <laughs> She's like, I'm still friends with you after you got that fucking haircut. Like, button, <laughs> it I
1: mean, I don't, I don't think Ellie cares that much about Ashley's hair, but I, I will, I will, I will allow it. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, because she's too busy with her, like, crazy, like, Angelica's doll from Rugrats haircut. Like her.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if this is... This is kind of a glass houses situation.
3: I am way into Ellie's hair. Y'all hush.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The maintenance on that thing? I don't know. I just... You're in middle
3: school. What else do you have to spend your time on?
1: I mean... I mean, we all we all know about what Spike did with her hair when she was in
3: high school. So it's true. It's somebody it's true. somebody's got to be the hair person because it sure the fuck ain't Emma. So
2: Emma wants it. Emma wants it to be her though. She really wants it to be her. Although the past two episodes, yeah. she has yet to wash her hair. So you know, Emma's got a thing happening.
0: So the the boys' side of this episode is interesting but also like nothing really happens
3: it's all plot no
0: real right. development I also
1: think it's supposed to be like just setting up the bonding for the boys like beyond like what have been because like we know Jimmy and Sean are best friends or whatever and or Jimmy and Spinner and Craig and Sean have been friends and Marco's in, sort of new addition to the group so I think this is just sort of like solidifying that as a bonding experience
0: it also seems to sort of play out like joey figuring out what it means to parent a teenager
3: and vice versa uh to for sean or um craig to figure out what it's like to have a father figure who cares about him actually and be angry but show it in a much different
0: way Mm -hmm. I think what just, just you said in the recap also is interesting is that so often one of the things I like about Degrassi is that they reveal that, unlike in teen movies, so often the thing that's supposed to be cool is just kind of meh. Because their weekend together is like, sometimes they're having a wild time and sometimes they're, there's that scene where they're sitting outside and Craig is like, ah, this is amazing. And I'm like, oh, oh, teenagers.
1: I'm just saying that if if somebody left me alone for the, the weekend in the house, I would have been, like, fine. I don't need any of you. Just leave me alone. No, <laughs> no, same.
2: I would not have invited a fucking soul over. Sorry, guys. I would have been like, I never get to be quiet. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I mean, it did seem very, I, I don't know. I, I think what I, for me, though, I relate to the experience of being in middle school and early high school and getting a bunch of people together and then being like, no, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> like right. what is friendship when we aren't five? And how do we
3: transition into party? I heard that party. Yeah. Well, and I love
0: that. <laughs> I love that this, I mean, after talking about spinner in the last episode in this episode, spinners spinner never has any expectations. So everything is enjoyable to him. <laughs>
2: it's true oh my god the greatest the the liquid cheese cheese. okay i legit in that scene i thought of you tiffany because i was like she is going to find this delightful
3: i thought you were gonna say because of cheese and i'm like i don't do canned cheese but yes i did i did find it delightful because his gusto for cheese well, not just like it's just like I'm a simple pleasures sort of person <laughs> and I like like d- like I like dumb shit and so yes, I did find it delightful.
2: <laughs> well, and he like he was so pleased with himself. Like, yep. <laughs> his, his self-love in that moment, like Audrey Lord dreamt of that self-love. Wow. <laughs>
3: wow. <laughs> That, that is that is quite the comparison there.
2: No, On because, it. you know, only a mediocre white boy could be like, this is the, I am the best at eating liquid. Well, I <laughs> love, too, that he gets
0: it all, and he's so he He also just always assumes everyone else sees things the same way. So he's like, guys, and they're mm-hmm. like, what? And he's like, obviously, we're going to see how much of this we can get in our mouths. And they're like, really?
3: <laughs> and it's also, but it's also it's a really good indication that, like, his emotional growth from the previous episode might not have been as strong as like, <laughs> we were
0: led to believe. <laughs> True. He
1: contains oh, Gavin. I best.
0: mean, this is also also very Degrassi too, because nothing horrible happens, like. I was like wondering if it was going to be bad, but the worst thing that happens is really that he disappoints Joey. Nobody dies. They're not in a car accident. The car is fine. The house isn't. Nobody gets drunk. Uh, the stakes are much lower, but more real too. Right?
3: Yeah. The potential for danger is much higher because, yeah. fuck, he doesn't have a driver's license, but the, the show is not really invested in the scare so much as, the uh, as in you know whatever the the change in relation
0: and in fact. the thing of being a teenager and or at the edge of teen, like beginning a teenager where you like do things that you know are scandalous but they're not really that scary like they are like there is danger but it's enough to have the cops park next to him and that be scary enough on its own
3: right
2: so i have to go really briefly but i have a quick story to tell that's like a low key danger I remember my parents were out of town one night and same thing. I was 13. I was allowed to have people over, just girls, obviously, because, you know, gay. But um, I was, (laughs) was, 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 um, So I remember, though, some guys that lived in the neighborhood came over and they weren't allowed to come in the house. So we ended up having a mud fight, like a dirt fight, where we threw handfuls of dirt at each other in the front lawn. Here's the low stakes. Uh, the, my parents had just seeded their grass. Like they, it was just, <laughs> the dirt that we were throwing was brand new baby grass, and I got grounded. And I they were so fucking livid because they were like, "We just spent all this money to plant grass, and you ruined it." So that is my that's my low stakes high stakes <laughs> conversation. Uh, and my favorite things about this episode were um, <laughs> Ellie getting. Quote, getting her cartilage pierced. <laughs> <laughs> or her ear. What is it? The trach is? Like, isn't that also a part of your cartilage? You can get pierced. Anyway, I loved that that happened as someone who was a teenager that got non-ear pierced piercings. I was like, Oh God! It really is that dorky when you first start doing piercing. So
3: yeah, I have a a picture of a tongue piercing that I can I can send to you later. Yeah! That is from that from that same era of the the Sharon Osbourne uh, Balk, uh picture I sent you.
2: Oh my god, yes. Also, I still can't give blood because I got my nose pierced in Croatia before, I mean, this was like in the early 2000s when things were not regulated, so, and they weren't part of the EU, so, pro tip.
1: Don't get your nose pierced in Croatia.
2: Or don't be gay because they're fucking stupid, but anyway.
1: Or don't be a woman who's had sex with a man who's had sex with a man, because I remember that question.
2: (laughs) oh my god fuck
1: that all right all right guys good
2: talking to you bye bye bye, bye. uh
1: where were we <laughs> uh, we were we were talking this last episode
0: the other thing not well so two things cheese whiz right that's like that's that's what it's called right yeah, yeah. so growing up we only ever ate like cheese that was like Like, the cheddar we had wasn't dyed yellow, so, like, we were into this very natural shit. And I distinctly remember our family friends, when we went camping once, who introduced us to Cheese Whiz, and we were like, what is this? (laughs) This is not cheese in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. But also, Spinner only needs donuts to be happy. I love when they're listing the things, and they're like, can there be girls? No. Can there be alcohol? No can not we drink? And then he's like, will there be donuts? And Spinner's like, I'm all in. And I was like, Spinner, we're the same person. That's all I need, too. I mean, I'm here for donuts.
3: And I also think that this is the first time, Brendan, that you have really, truly identified as Spinner.
0: (laughs) It's true. It's very true. It doesn't happen often.
3: But also donuts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're like, tell me more. I also
1: notice, like, I don't know re-watching now what I probably didn't realize watching back in the day which is what I've realized in some, a lot of these episodes is there's definitely some foreshadowing that is built into these episodes as much as like it is sort of episodic and plot driven a lot of times there's like little moments of foreshadowing but I don't want to give too much away about what they're foreshadowing but there's definitely like with Marco some foreshadowing happening
3: that I well can you keep track of them so that when those things happen we can call back to the episode sure. to the episodes? That would be cool. Because I don't I, I'm I don't right. want spoilers in that way, but like I but it would be cool to sort of I'm I'm interested I'm always interested in sort of tracking the larger arcs. And mm-hmm. um so if you see things
0: happening, let's revisit them. Yeah, thinking about this as a friends episode is interesting too. Because I think that helps. I don't know. I kind of found it boring. I think I said that already.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot that happens.
0: Yeah. And there's not a lot of change that happens either. I guess it really is a bonding for these sets of friends.
1: Yeah, and also I feel like Ashley's learning to maybe be a better friend. Because her track record right. is not good as friend. So... <laughs>
3: <laughs> not at all. Well, yeah. And no, that's interesting because I don't, this isn't the first time we've seen her be insecure, but in a one-on-one sort of relationship with another um, girlfriend, she's not in this sort of like quote unquote alpha position in the way that she was with Terry. She's m- much more vulnerable with Ellie. She also is, has started to see that like it, it pays off for her to be not only Open, but honest with what she actually feels. So, Craig and Joey, and sort of like an exploration of like what that relationship is and is going to be. This I see is like this is a chance for Ashley to value or like reevaluate what is valuable about a friendship. And it's not just always about her, it's not always about her like getting validation from the person that she's with but more about like okay well what does it actually mean to be a friend
0: i liked i liked her mom in this episode too because it seems like ellie and her mom are both giving her these visions of her mom seems really invested in just being like you do whatever you want you're the one who thinks this isn't this is weird like you're the one who's hung up on a vision of what you're supposed to do not me um, and I appreciated that, along with Ellie's line at the end. I mean, I know you guys like Ellie. I really need more Ellie, and I didn't really see her purpose in this episode till that last conversation, because otherwise she just seems to be like right. other other group.
3: Ellie reminds me of a lot of friends that I had at, in middle school, and in middle school particularly, and in high school. So for me, like I know that she hasn't been developed very well yet, um but for me that is the sort of affinity that's going on here is like I would have definitely been friends with Ellie in middle school so I'm like oh middle school Tiffany would be friends with middle school Ellie
0: by the end I got her and I Mm -hmm. liked her being in league with Ashley's mom who I always kind of think is pretty cool and I like that her mom is sort of like maybe I'll get a piercing uh I would have done that 10 years ago and I was like all right sure Mm mm-hmm Oh, Ashley.
3: Anything else uh, or should we I think that's about this. Yes. Do our favorites.
0: <laughs> I do think that there I mean the setting up of friend groups. I think that the there's something very dude friend group about this friend group that I appreciate. Also in the sort of thing where like besides Jimmy being in his feelings, the rest of them are like, "Wow, Jimmy, that's dumb. Okay, we're going to go hang out." Right.
1: They're they're over
0: it. They're like, over it. They're they don't not, have
1: Jimmy's back initially when the breakup happened but he's like okay
0: well and also that it's not as if this means that spinner is no longer jimmy's like bestie right it just means he'll see him on monday and it'll just be back to the way it was because that seems to be their friendship is like jimmy gets upset and then he comes back because spinner is there
1: but i also love all the subtle well not so subtle times where jimmy has to correct spinner like, with Charles Darwin.
0: <laughs> Charles Darwin, yes. And yet, Spinner does pay attention. He just always gets it wrong.
3: Um, we didn't do favorites of the last episode or uh, for characters. So I think between the two of them, we can just con- combine. So
1: my favorite things are uh, the phrase binder boner shield and the jimmy's tiara during that classroom skit i don't i don't know what is this in, i don't this this english class still so <laughs> um that and then um i also just really love manny all the time but especially in that like the first part of that first episode where she's just like complying with in the, emma's science project and like being her sounding board she's just like she's the real mvp is what i'm saying <laughs>
3: Well, and, and 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 she actually is because, like, her saying that the chocolate makes her happy is the thing that mm-hmm. makes Emma win the science fair. So Manny is literally like the
0: MVP. She teaches her mind-body dualism.
3: Yep. <laughs> My favorite thing from the first episode is when she's talking when emma's talking to manny and i forget who else is there but she says that and he wants to call me archie and someone says like does that make your mom betty Mm -hmm. and emma says i always thought she was more of a veronica (laughs) (laughs) and that made me very happy because that is that's really badass i mean because like because it's true but also i think Like, because she definitely is more of a Veronica, but like, it also shows not only a sort of like cultural awareness of like the Archie comics, but also um, that she's actually thought about her mom and what her mom Mm -hmm. is like. And I mean, she knows her mom as a person. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. Because like, it's true. I don't know. I just I thought it was exceptionally. It was a throwaway line. And it was kind of there for giggles or
0: whatever. But like, also, I
3: thought it was kind of an astute insight into her mom. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, in this, in the first episode, like, I don't know if I really understand the uh, the thing that Miss Kwan is having them do, where she allows them to act out a porn scenario, <laughs> and I think it's actually pretty bad teaching. But I think it's kind of amazing, also. <laughs> The Miss Kwan is just like, sure, go ahead, Jimmy, spin this narrative.
3: Yeah, I think that oftentimes the teaching is fairly realistic in the show, but this was not one of those times.
0: No, it didn't seem—it seemed like a break, too, especially for Ms. Kwan. I could see this happening in Mr. Simpson's class, where he, like, let something get out of control, and he's like, I don't know it would go that way. But Ms. Kwan usually seems, like, pretty deft at being like, uh, Jimmy, that's not acceptable
1: she's also like very nonplussed about Spinner's election <laughs> when he does turn around and I'm like I feel like you should have had some sort of reaction here
3: well but also Miss Quan has been teaching a long time and she's been teaching middle school a long time that is not the first time that she's had to deal and and I think that like if she I don't know she just like I, it's been a while since I watched the episode but doesn't she just kind of like go on like as if it's not happening like
0: yeah well and he runs out yeah. yeah, he runs away. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. when I was in middle school, uh, a woman teacher in a class on sex ed told the boys how we could hide our erections. So I think middle school teachers are just over it all.
3: Yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and for the second episode, Donuts. I mean, I think probably yeah. like Brendan, like, you know, I, Spinner's sort of just like, sheer joy at life and willingness to like i don't know he reminds me of like somebody who lives in the italian countryside and like i don't know it's <laughs> yeah. like i'm like i'm like like, tapping like the in real italian countryside or like no oh, the, the under the tuscan sun yeah, like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no like the under the tuscan sun italian countryside where everybody's like life is good we've got wine and bread <laughs> and it's like and cheeseless uh, and cheese. Well, I mean, I don't know about that part, but I mean, like, they're just like, I'm gonna enjoy my life, and I'm done with it.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, Craig is so delightful, as much as he's has problems, uh, and mm-hmm. so uh, he, I thought he's just so sweet in this episode. He has like clearly this like trauma he's dealing with, and I think we have those moments in this where he. But he's just him and Joey are very sweet together. Um, and that scene yeah. when Joey like opens the back of the trunk and then gives him all the craft <laughs> back and cheese, and then Chimps. Chimps. And then uh, who is the woman? Is that is who's the woman that he goes it doesn't up with matter? With, who just it doesn't shows matter. up? Who just shows Rough. up and then he vanishes with?
3: Yeah. In his convertible.
0: There is a little bit of, like, teen male fantasy involved in Joey in general. Um, But I do kind of allow it because at the same time, they have him constantly deal with that life alongside the life of being a dad to a teenager now. So I thought that was sweet.
3: And also, like, he lost his wife. And I don't know. He is actually finally dating Mm -hmm. again. So...
0: Where is his daughter? With his mom. Uh do we need to do the closing stuff? Thanks for listening to the bleeping podcast. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: tell me tell me more. You can find us online. You can find us on Twitter. <laughs> At that bleeping, are you you Toby's robot? (laughs) I am Toby. You can find us on Twitter at that bleeping pod and on Facebook and Instagram at that bleeping podcast. Uh, you should rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, tell your friends, share our SoundCloud files, do whatever you can to tell other people about the pod if you enjoy it. Our episodes are. Edited, produced by Tiffany, uploaded by Jacinta, and we all take turns doing the social medias as needed. Woo! Yay!
3: Huzzah! We will see y'all again in two weeks and um, and, and that's it. We need a closure, (laughs) y'all. Whatever it takes! Whatever it takes. I know I can make it. Bye. (laughs) Bye! Bye!